0: Welcome to
1: another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have another amazing guest. I was fortunate to hear this person speak at a recent event, and he was absolutely amazing. It Added so much value, gave so much great insight, and so much energy and passion, I just couldn't wait to have him on my show, especially when it comes to the topic of trusted advisors. Who is a trusted advisor? There's so many people out there who call themselves a trusted advisor, but how do we know that they actually are a trusted advisor? And he is here to talk about all that stuff because he in fact is a trusted advisor. He loves mentoring business leaders and organizations, scale their businesses and their brands by rising their levels of influence as a trusted advisor. Now, he also loves enhancing corporate culture, helping their increasing their sales, enhancing their uh, employee engagement, and also helping with communication as well, which is all very, very important in order for your business and your company to grow. So please welcome show host, certified mindset expert, award-winning author, and trusted advisor, Mr. Chris
0: Salem. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show, and I'm looking forward to uh, being with you here with your audience today.
1: Hey, awesome. Thank you very much for being here. I know you have a lot on and go. I mean, you, you've take t- taken some time out of your, your day to be here, so I'm very, very appreciative of that. And plus, you have a lot of other engagements, so I'm very, very lucky to have you. Um, but let's get right into it. How did you become a trusted advisor? I mean, like, what's your journey? Were you were you born and go, you know what? I'm a trusted <laughs> advisor. <laughs>
0: well, I, I can tell you I wasn't born a trusted advisor. I, I had to more or less get to that place you know i always had i guess maybe had good intentions but just didn't have the right road map how to go about doing it so i i look back for the first 30 years of my life you know i'm i'm gonna be tw- i'm 55 now and almost 25 years ago again I, I embarked on this path to be a trusted advisor but i would say for the first 30 that was not the case because at that point, I didn't even really know myself. And when you, when you don't know yourself, you're kind of going through the motions. You're operating from maybe perhaps somebody else's values uh, for whatever reason. I know I grew up in a codependent home. Uh, I had a father that was never around. So I didn't know subconsciously that I was operating from his values, not my own, because I didn't know anything about this at the time because I was seeking his approval his validation and then I wondered why I was in a profession I wondered why I was engaged in with certain people that just didn't align with who I was so how could I be a trusted advisor if I didn't even know myself to really you know fill my own cup in order to be a value to other people so for me it had to really really learn how to find you know determine you know what well, who who i was what were the values that represented me and then how could i then work on myself over a period of time so that when when i fill my cup and know how to nurture myself i can show up in whatever role or duties that is whatever the business is if i was a father if i was a brother if i was a husband it didn't matter that then I could show up and be a trusted advisor with any role or duties to be the example and a resource from that transition. So for me, I believe that, you know, some people, you know, could they be born trusted advisors? They could, but more or less we evolve into that, what we choose to be to become in order to do it on a daily basis.
1: Mm -hmm. So let's rewind even a little bit further. Because trusted advisor isn't something that you know, you know what, I want to grow up to become a trusted advisor. It's not that profession that people think about as kids. So how like before that, did you have a, a basis, a career of something else before yes. you you decided, okay, no, nope, I'm gonna be this now?
0: Yeah, I mean, at the time I was in I was embarked in a sales career. I, you know, used to run sales organizations for a very you know, at, at that time for various industries. And I was really good at selling. You know, I, I I really knew how to sell. I knew how to give a presentation, how to persuade and convince somebody of something that could benefit them and help them either in their business or them personally. What I didn't realize was at the time was I really getting really providing value to what was really important to them, or was I just capitalizing? on my skills as a very good presenter and a person that could persuade and convince somebody that what I was providing was truly really good for them in their business or them personally. And when I began to think about that over time, I realized that a lot of times we're missing the boat. We're not getting to what's really important to them. Mm. And if if I'm churning through people, where people come on and then they leave and then they come on, they leave and so on. And perhaps that there's something wrong here. I'm not really getting to what's important to them. Is there a connection and a rapport that I built with that person or people that's truly rock solid? Probably not. And a lot of times that starts with you first, because I cannot give what I don't have. We can't give something of value from an empty cup if we're not filling up our own cup. Mm -hmm. So I use that as the analogy that a trusted advisor recognizes. It's not exactly what you do in your profession in itself. It's getting to what's really important to the individual. And when by doing so, we can determine if, in fact, directly or indirectly, can we help them? There are some cases where I could help somebody, but it has nothing to do with what I provide. That doesn't mean they may not become a customer. But -hmm. because I built that rapport, guess what? Who are they gonna think of if somebody does align with what I do? They're gonna think of me first. They're gonna refer me. Or perhaps maybe it's not time for them to engage in what I can do to help them. But at some point down the road, it will be a better time. And they're gonna come to me first because we've built that rapport. Mm -hmm. So a trusted advisor is more than just what you do. It's why you do what you do. And it's about doing the right thing when no one's looking and providing value to where people are at, to what's really important to them. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, for some people out there who's been, let's say, doing sales for a long time, being uh, in business for a long time, whatever industry they're in for a long time, and they get to a point where they go, you know what, I think I know everything, or I think I'm very good at what I do. At what point can they actually go, you know what? I think I could give myself a title of a trusted advisor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would say that, you know, if you have a track record of really helping people, not just with the product itself, but what kind of experience are they having? What kind of life-changing transformation has that person or people or organization had? So I look at a trusted advisor is more than just the product. It's more than just the service, it's the, it's the experience, it's what you what your customer, or you know, whether it's a business or a person or people, what are they becoming as a part of that? Not just what they received in certain terms of something in exchange for value, but what are they becoming? How can they take that and impact other people through their example and resourcefulness? to pass along that, that wealth, so to speak, or something that worked for them that could potentially work for somebody else. That to me is the job of a trusted advisor. And when you have the ability now to really understand your business and you can be an expert in your business, but apply this from an angle of being a trusted advisor, you can leverage platforms that you're really good at. If you're a speaker speaking on stages, if you're good on podcasts like we're on here you could do it on a podcast start your own podcast if you're a writer put out a few books write articles leverage the platforms you and then using social media to put out content that's constantly adding value and engaging and helping your audience your niche your avatar to help themselves to to go after what's really important to them and give that value. That's what builds trust. That's what connects you on shared values that that person, people or business more likely will become a customer and will decide to do so for a longer period of time. And if it does run its course, they're going to refer people to you.
1: hmm yeah, a, a lot of those words that you just mentioned—value, um, building relations, rapport—are so important when it comes to business. Uh, because business isn't business unless there's some relationship being built, and of course, value being put on uh, both ways. Now, as a trusted advisor, I must—I uh, can envision that there's two groups of people that you 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 encounter. One group is go, oh, so you call yourself a trusted advisor, huh? And then they're already coming in with their like this this mentality is I'm going to break you. But then there's another group that goes, you're a trust advisor. I, I believe in you every step of the way. So are you able to identify those when you meet them? And then how do you navigate through those two different types of people?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it, again, you're not, here's the thing about what a trust advisor recognizes. They're never going to be everything for everyone. And many times as people, we try to please and enable others. We're looking to gain their validate, you know, look for their validation. We're never going to be everything for everyone. So we connect. we we, we don't realize is that we connect on shared values. So my values may not be the same as your values, but we can find a way to connect on something that we can relate to. It's subconscious. And that can show up in our verbal communication, nonverbal communication. It could show up. And how we you know, read and perceive what we see on in terms of content and how we connect on that. So it could show up in your content that you post every day on social media, when you speak on stage, when you're on a podcast, whatever that may be. And it doesn't mean you have to list yourself as a trust advisor. You don't have to put that, hey, I'm a trust advisor. You can still say that, hey, I'm the VP of sales or I'm the CEO of this company, it's just that the trusted advisor; it doesn't have to be actually listed. It's just that you are you are presenting yourself each and every day as a trusted advisor, regardless of your exact title. And again, that can mean you, as a dad, a husband, a partner, does not matter that you are, that you operate from your core values. You connect with people on a shared value or values. You get to know what you get to know what's important to them ask questions. You have two ears, one mouth, listen more, say less. Ask questions to find out what's really important. And then be that value to them. Be consistent of being a value, not giving away just everything, but giving away things from your example and your resourcefulness that let them help themselves. That is what builds that rapport for them to come and say, hey, I'm ready now for something you can provide me in what you do. And I'm choosing you because I trust you. Mm-hmm. That, that is the trusted advisor. Again, being mindful, we're not going to be everything for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you've worked with a lot of different companies. You're very successful in helping them grow, helping them scale. Uh, what would you say are some of the most common mistakes or, pro- or problems that they have where you can go in and go, you know what, you need to tweak this, you need to change this, that would change everything with regards to your bottom
0: line? I always find, especially in organizations, whether again, if they're selling their products and services, they get caught up in what they do. They're so caught up in, you know, how can I sell my product? How can I sell my service? How can I persuade them to see that this will benefit them and help them? What they don't realize is, It's about people, you getting to know the person, the people get to know what's really important to them, not only with what your product or service can do, but what's important overall for the, you know, the person, people or or organization that you're selling to. I like to prefer it as enrolling people in your business, not selling people into your business. Mm -hmm. When you enroll somebody in their business, they decide. They 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 desire to work with you, and they're going to jump in with two feet to do their part to have a better experience, Mm -hmm. rather than me trying to persuade somebody where they have one foot in, one foot out, and I'm constantly looking to convince them why they should continue to keep working with me, versus the other way around. The one thing that wearing a trust, learning how to be a trusted advisor is so valuable, is because. We learn to focus not on the, on the expectation to the results that we seek. We focus in the moment on the process that leads to the results. So we shift away from the past and the future to the outcome. We let the outcome be a byproduct of what we do in the moment. When we can learn to work on ourselves and believe in ourselves, learn to communicate at a higher level with ourselves, then our communication will improve from being passive say you know being a pleaser and enabler to or being aggressive where we place too many high expectations onto other people and yourself we can learn to be assertive we can be very specific clear and concise with our communication with ourselves and other people that will elicit better responses to what's important our behavior will be more assertive not passive aggressive our attitude will improve our Emotions will, will respond better to, to challenging times rather than react because we can choose to, to respond from another positive emotion rather than the initial negative emotion. And then we can take action. We're not caught up in being busy and not productive. And because we're detached from the outcome and focused on only on what we can control, those five things I mentioned, communication, behavior, attitude, emotions and action. We can let go of those same five and other people, and when we do so, as our confidence goes up, our energy goes up. We begin to have, we begin to believe in ourselves, and that is the difference in selling more or enrolling more people into your business. So, if you have an insurance office where 80% of the production is produced by 20% of the team. If you were to get the other 80% of people that are just getting by to increase their percentages just by 5%, you've now significantly increased the bottom line for that organization. Mm -hmm. It's all in how we present ourselves, how we listen, how we focus on people first, not what we're trying to sell in order to raise our confidence, to allow the results to be a byproduct of what we do in the moment, to what we could control letting go of what we control when we can shift our thinking from that way we be we be it to become it and then we do it differently to have different and better results Mm -hmm. that is over time what i've seen has moved the needle for individuals groups and organizations to increase their business in an upward uh movement or direction and that's the process to do it you know just more sales training and you know all that that stuff is great but if people's confidence levels are still where they're at, all that stuff is gonna is not really going to help because you're doing you're caught up in the do and the have. the The, the emphasis has to be on building the foundation to think differently in the moment, not in the past, in the future, where fear resides. To be it, to become it. So then, when we become it, we build a, a a stronger foundation to do things differently that lead to better results. Mm-hmm. That's the process. That I that I share for people to increase their business, increase their sales over time, based upon changing the way they think first. That's what a trust advisor does. Wow!
1: Well, so, like, there's a lot of great things that you just said there. I'm, I'm yeah, there's a lot. That. There's a
0: lot to digest there. Yes, yes.
1: I'm going to address some some things and also um, ask some more questions about that. When you talk about being able to take yourself out of the product and focus more on the 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 person who you are talking to and what it means to them and all kinds of stuff that comes from perspective. So if you're able to be in that person's perspective and understand where they come from, you're able to build that rapport a lot stronger. But how do you get that perspective? How do you how do you build yourself with this ability to be in that person's shoes? Yeah. If you're if you don't grow up in their background or not understand their 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 history, how do you gain that perspective? Like, is there is there
0: something? Is it reading? Is it traveling? What is it? So, I mean, again, it always comes down to you working on yourself each and every day. So if you're in a certain industry, work on yourself, have a daily routine. Your confidence is a direct result of what you do each and every day that's filling up your cup, not depleting it. Develop a daily routine. Get up at a certain time. Make your bed. Make your bed allows you to accomplish one small task that will lead to others. It could be meditation, journaling. Learning to you know take the, the head trash out of your mind. Learn to eliminate any of those self-limiting beliefs from your childhood that you bring into your adult life that that lower your confidence, that impact everything you do, your communication, your behavior, your attitude, your emotions, how you make decisions, how you take risks. When you can do when you have a daily routine that serves you, it's like it's like putting money into the bank every day. It accumulates you begin to increase your confidence now if you're in a certain industry get to know your industry more invest time into researching you know what's working what's not working what are potential challenges in your industry what are some of the things that that you find that are uh, that are that your organizations that you're calling on or people that you're calling what are they interested in what drive what gets them up in the morning doesn't mean you have to know everything but by 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 coupling working on yourself uh, from an emotional intelligence and then working on gathering more intellectual intelligence on in the area that you serve in your business. When you marry the two, you are now armed to be a trusted advisor that could really take your game to a whole new level compared to the person that's just operating from intellectual intelligence has no idea about what makes them tick individually and they're just caught up doing the same old sales tactics, you know, how to, how to present, how to respond and not really listening to understand because they, they don't, they're, they're so caught up in selling the product. They're so, they're tied to the expectation, to the outcome. They get lost in the process, not seeing what's really important to that person. So perspective is about first working on you and your perspective. You can't control somebody else's perspective. You can only control your own. Focus on that and allow that to lead to what the perspective will be with the other person or people. And when they do align, they're more likely to become customers. Again, you're not going to be everything for everyone. Right. So instead of throwing mud at a wall, work on where you can build rapport, connect on a shared value, get to what's really important those are the customers that are going to be around for a while. Those are the people that are going to refer business to you. Mm-hmm. No,
1: I, I love how you talk about confidence and how that builds everything else. But before confidence, you have that uh, that head trash, the negative talk and all that kind of stuff that you have to subdue. You have to push those away. Now, I know you have a book on it, but can you tell us more about how do you how do you silence that inner voice that constantly tells you it can't be
0: done or it constantly tells you that it's impossible? Well, it's a it's a process. It takes time. It, you know, I if I were to say, hey, it it only takes you a couple of weeks, or it takes you three months, I be I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a trusted advisor because I would it wouldn't be the truth. Every person's different, so every person's gonna you know it, you know be able to do this on time. What what I can say will make it happen sooner than later is your commitment to discipline and consistency by doing these things each and every day not missing a day, but being using discipline and consistency. These are the things that will lead to a change in your development and how you evolve away from those self-limiting beliefs, those self-limiting patterns to realize that you're capable of doing so much more. And you're not, your, 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 your confidence or your self-worth isn't in the hands of other people and situations. It's, it's what you decided to be regardless of what people think, regardless if something doesn't work out, you show up anyway and keep doing things that are going to continue to move you forward. Those are the people that end up breaking through and, do, and realizing things they've never imagined to do extraordinary things. Now, you've helped a lot of
1: people increase their sales, increase their confidence, but was there somebody who gave you a an advice a recommendation or something that completely blew your mind apart it's like oh my man that's so obvious why didn't I see that what was that one life-changing advice that you got
0: I would say it was just I mean a, a, I can mention a few of several people and some of these people aren't you know well-known people so I won't go to and mention names but I could say one person that m- most people may have heard before maybe not was the late great Jim Rohn and and Jim Rohn was a person that impacted so many people from the Tony Robbins of the world to you know the Stephen Coveys you know you name it but Jim Rohn recognized that how we we think impacts everything that we do he recognized how we connect from shared values is how we build relationships and we don't get caught up in the product itself or what we're selling it's really about people. You, we are all in the people business, regardless if you know it or not. And when we can realize that, it, everything else over time gets a little bit easier to do when we can become consistent. So for me, Jim Rohn played a, a had a big impact on me growing up, and even to this day, I refer back. and He's he's been passed on for quite some time, but I still go back and you know listen to a lot of the things it used to be on the old cassettes back in the day but but you know today you, you can you, you we have the luxury of hearing these on videos that you could tap into anytime uh on youtube or wherever so mm. for me it was jim rome now aside from your book mastering
1: the inner, inner voice you also were able to uh, co-author a book with Jan
0: canfield uh how was that how did that come about then tell us more about that book well, that more or less came from the fact that I had done so much work into this particular area of not only managing the problem. Too many resources were just managing the problem rather than getting to the root cause of the problem. So I decided that we could get to the root cause of those limiting beliefs. Where do they come from? How can we work on releasing them so then we can create from scratch a new way of thinking? And our brains are like sponges. We can erase things over time and then reprogram them over time to do things differently. And that caught the attention of Jack's team and the ability to then move forward. And it led to me uh, contributing uh, in his book where I shared insights to that area. Wow, that's that's awesome to get that kind of
1: recognition and uh, be noticed that way. That's That must have felt amazing. Yeah, now- uh, I know you speak all over the world. In fact, you're on your way to another speak engagement right now. Now, let's say we put you on the world stage, and this is the last message you're ever going to spread out to the entire world. And what would you like everybody to remember
0: Chris for? I would say this statement right here. Give without expectation. Receive without resistance. And what that means is, it's not that you're just giving everything away, you're not pleasing and enabling others. That doesn't help them. That's codependent behavior. You're just keeping them stuck. When you give without expectation, you're consistent with your communication, being assertive. You're consistent with your behavior, being assertive. You're consistent with your attitude that things are happening for you, not to you. You're consistent how you respond to difficult situations rather than react. And taking massive action. It's about being the example and resourceful every day, no matter what role or duties that you are in at that time. And when you help people to help themselves, that's an interdependent way of doing things versus codependent. And when it comes back to you, doesn't mean it comes back from the person you served, but when it comes back to you, you receive without resistance. If it serves you, whatever capacity that it is, you receive it, you don't resist it. You don't receive things that are not good for you, but you receive things that are good for you. Because when you fill your cup to share and be example of resource for others, it comes back to you to continue to refill your cup. This is what leads to prosperity in your life, this is what leads to more better work-life harmony, not balance, in your life and leaving, living a more fulfilled and meaningful life and conducting a, a meaningful, purposeful business that you can create a legacy from, from that, that, that value statement that I share. Mm-hmm. Give without expectation, receive without resistance. Awesome,
1: wonderful words to live by. I'm ho- hoping lots of people have been taking notes because within the tw- last 20, 25 minutes, you've given so much value and so much great insight that if people just take a fraction of that, they could really see different growths in themselves and personal development and whatnot. So thank you very much for that. Now, before I let you go, I know you have something else, but I'm gonna take a couple few more mi- minutes here. Five quick questions. Uh, give me the first thing that comes to mind. All right, you're stranded on the desert- deserted island, one food to eat for the rest of your life with no consequence, what would that be?
0: Raw fish. Raw fish. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gonna be all around you. <laughs> it's gonna be all around me. I I, I love sushi, so I could I can I can I can live on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood calls and says,
1: Hey Chris, we want to do a biopic on you. Who do you want casted to play you?
0: Oh boy. Uh Brad Pitt. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brad Pitt shows up at your front door and goes, Hey Chris, buddy, I got casted to play you. Let's get to know each other. Let's hang out. Boy, I'm hungry. And you go, No problem, Brad Buddy. I'm gonna go cook you something awesome. What
0: would that be? I would say for me, I'm I can cook uh, really good salmon. So I, I'm really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh you're the your way anyway you like it.
1: <laughs> You're on your in your car going for a very, very long road trip for hours on end, but there's only one song that plays over and over and over. What's that one song you don't mind listening to? For me, I can never I can never get sick of Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. Awesome. Good choice. And then finally, uh give me a number from one to four. One to four. Three. One, two, three. So if you were to relate success to a paperweight. How is success like a paperweight? How how successful would a paperweight be? If you were to compare success and a paperweight, what? How do you make that a metaphor?
0: How would it make that a, a metaphor is with a paperweight is that you can't control the weight of the paperweight, but you could control how you look at it, how you process. You know, I would say it again comes down to controlling what you can in that moment and letting go of what you can't. So a paperweight is going to you know, weigh something down. You can't control the weight itself, but you can control how you respond, uh, you adapt to how you can communicate, how you can behave and take action with what is. Awesome, so that's how success is like a
1: paperweight. Um, thank you very much for your time. I know you're very, very busy. If anybody
0: wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Best way would be uh, at my, you can go to my website at ChristopherSalem.com or Chris at ChristopherSalem.com is my email. Or I'd love to connect on LinkedIn at Christopher ChristopherSalem. Uh, I have a large network there. I'd be happy to make connections and get to know you. Get to know what you and why you do what you do.
1: Awesome. Well, hopefully everybody gets in touch with you. Uh, he Like I said, he has a lot of great t- content. I'm sure based on this interview, uh, you got a lot of great value, got a lot of great insight. Well, check out his YouTube stuff. Check out his content. Uh, pick up his books. Lots of great stuff there. So please, please, please get in touch with Chris. Um, For everybody else, he is Chris. My name is Paul Chuan. Until next time,
0: today is the day to lock your peak potential. We'll see you later.